You're listening to The Reason Why, a podcast where people explain what they do, how they do it, and why they do what they do. You also learn about life facts and human behavior. So if you're interested in improving yourself by learning from other people, and you also want to learn and find your why, then sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. Is it better to be an optimist? Why? Well, opinions about when the pandemic will end are like mouths. Everyone has one. While optimists predict a flattening of the curve and a workable vaccine within six months, pessimists forecast that we'll be flattened by the curve and we'll never return to our pre-pandemic way of life. So which is better? Being an optimist and maintain a strong sense of hope and risk future disappointment, or a pessimist and be riddled with depression and anxiety about the imminence of something bad happening and then feel elated when the worst is overcome? Two findings from the study of two economists, David DeMetza of the London School of Economics and Chris Dawson of the University of Bath, shed light on how we should answer the million-dollar question of the pandemic. When will it end? Okay, so it's good to be able to predict the future, right? Yet, here's some realism. Most of us simply can't. The most intriguing and far-reaching finding of the Metza and Dawson is that pessimists experienced 37.2% more psychological distress than realists, while optimists felt 11.8% more distress. Yet, unbridled optimism should not go to extremes, as we can develop a naive approach to risk-taking when we do not heed the social-functional purpose of negative emotions which contain a signaling effect to help us become more vigilant and aware of threats around us. While there can be numerous reasons that optimism has a strong effect on well-being, including research that has found that optimists tend to live longer, happier, and healthier lives than pessimists, certainly one is that hope is an opiate. Yes, a drug, as it provides a reason to continue. How do you want to spend your time? In practical terms, we all have a choice to make every single day of our lives. Focus on becoming better or become bitter. Are you generally an optimistic or pessimistic person? How's your general outlook holding up during the pandemic and how is it affecting you? Let us know by sending an email to reasonwhypodcast at gmail.com. Reasonwhypodcast at gmail.com. My guest today is Dana Clemenson. She's an English teacher who is Canadian, but has been living in Switzerland for two years now. She helps people improve their English, their Canadian English more specifically. And she started an online school called Can Learn English, where she offers online digital courses and a community for students who are learning English for Canada. A fun fact about her is the fact that she's married to a Brazilian and has lived in Brazil, in Sao Paulo more specifically, and she's a big fan of coxinha, <laughs> a typical food in Brazil. Another fun fact is that I was a guest on her show, on her podcast, not too long ago, and we are actually on our way to starting another podcast focused on 
discussing cultural aspects, cultural facts, habits, and curiosities of Brazil and Brazilian people. But that's enough for now. More on that in the future, right? Dana, welcome. I have to tell you, I'm really excited to have you here today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited too. All right, all right. So the first thing I'd like you to tell us is, actually, I gave our listeners a brief summary about you, but could you tell us what it is that you do exactly? Yeah, of course. I am an English teacher, an online English teacher, more specifically. I teach English with a Canadian twist. That's what I always say. So the majority, almost all of my students are learning English with the hopes to immigrate to Canada. So I produce a ton of free content on my YouTube channel, on my podcast, on Instagram, and I also have a membership site, which you mentioned in your intro, which is called the Can Learn English Academy, where I have a bunch of digital courses, digital English courses, and I have a community of students who are all practicing and learning English, either because they're living in Canada as recent immigrants, or they plan to immigrate to Canada. Well, that's just amazing. Um, how did it start? I mean, uh, where did it came from? Is it a perception you have of the market, a need you find uh, that you found that in the market there wasn't such a thing going on or students needed? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, exactly. So I started teaching English actually when I moved to Brazil and I was teaching a lot of kids. So I do have a background of working with children. So I was teaching kids and then I started teaching more adults. And I was also teaching online because in Sao Paulo, the traffic was a nightmare. So I did take a lot of online students. And then a lot of students were contacting me because I'm Canadian. And I had one student specifically who asked me if I would start a YouTube channel. Mm. He said, there's nobody online teaching English for Canada on YouTube. Will you start one? So I thought, hmm, okay, sure, I'll try it. And I did. And then the whole thing kind of snowballed from there. I just... Yeah, it kind of took off and I started making courses. I launched my podcast about a year and a half ago, and it's been really fun. A year and a half ago, you've got a podcast, which is by the same name, right? Yeah, the Can Learn English podcast. The Can Learn English. Mm -hmm. So anybody who wants to find you, we're going to be leaving the description, I think the description, all the info for you, uh, to, for people to find you, but it's all about Can Learn English, either be it on YouTube, on Instagram, Spotify, all the platforms, right? Yep, of course. So, I mean, that is, that is a really unusual and really interesting. I like the fact that you're focusing on Canadian English and Canadianisms. Is that is that such a word? Canadianisms. Yeah, of course we do. Canadianisms, right? Yeah, the interesting thing about Canada is that our accent is so similar to Americans. A lot of people can't really even tell them apart. We have a few words which sound a little bit different, anything with an OU vowel sound like house or about. Um, certain A sounds sound a little bit different. Um, so there, there's subtle things that you can hear in a Canadian accent. But what I really like about teaching Canadian English is I teach a lot using real life stories about Canada, about the history, about the culture and society, because I'm kind of a professional expat now. I've lived outside of Canada since 2013. And from my own experience, it's really, you need to get to know the culture of where you're living so you can understand the people. So it's not just enough to learn a language. You need to learn, you know, why people do certain things a certain way. What are things that Canadians would 
know about that maybe you don't know about because you didn't attend school and you didn't have history lessons or anything like that. It's such a good point there. Why people do what they do or why they are do learning certain things, certain mm -hmm. topics that goes hand in hand with what we're doing here, right, in the show. And I think our followers by now are asking themselves or wondering why Switzerland? Why are you living in Switzerland? And you've been living there for two years now. Tell us. I came here for love. My husband is Brazilian and Swiss. When we were living in Brazil, he was working uh, for his company um, back then as a kind of expat assignment, although he has a Brazilian passport. And then uh, that company closed and we re relocated back to Switzerland again for his work. It's a beautiful country, um, very different than Brazil. Not because Brazil is not beautiful, but it's just, you know, completely different. And uh, how would you compare uh, Canada and Switzerland in terms of lifestyle or people or culture? That's a really good question. I would say, I would say that in a way, Brazil was more similar to Canada because the people were really open and chatty and friendly and just really warm to you. I found the Br Brazilian people are amazing like that. And then Switzerland, it's just, you know, the people maybe aren't quite as open, if you will. Uh, the quality of life is quite similar to Canada, very safe country. Uh, Switzerland's much more expensive. That's something that's different. It's insanely expensive um, living here, even though Canada is also quite expensive. It's much more expensive here. Wow. But it's worth it, isn't it? I mean, quality of life. The nature is stunning. Like I can look out my window right now and I can see the Swiss Alps, which is oh. amazing. So it's an you're making me jealous. Why would you do that? <laughs> it's a it's a great view, and I come from Ontario, which is a very flat area, a lot of farmlands and stuff. So I'm not from this beautiful part of Canada uh, with the Rocky Mountains or anything like that. So <laughs> where I come from, we have the the lakes. <laughs> it's quite different. Yeah, I told you before that I I lived in Vancouver for a while, and I fell in love with the country. I mean, Canada in general, but. Vancouver, more, speci more specifically, it's, it's amazing. It's the nature. I mean, snowboarding, the mountains, like you said, the parks, huge parks. People are polite. It just seems to work fine. I mean, things work there, right? I hope, I think they do. I think it's the same thing in, in Switzerland. Things work. Yeah, things are very organized and orderly here. Um, there's not a lot of, um, you know, you look at the streets and they're all taken care of. Nobody's littering. It's all very, it looks almost like a little dollhouse. Like a it's dollhouse. It's almost unreal how clean it is here, you know, compared to other cities. Even cities in Canada are not as well taken care of. They're not as pristine necessarily. Interesting. I'm, I'm going to pay a visit to Switzerland as soon as I can, as soon as possible. Uh, everybody says good things about it. Now for the second part. So the first thing is what, right? The what you do. I think it's pretty clear by now what you do. And it's a fantastic job. You, should, you guys should check her out. Definitely. She's doing a tremendous job. And she's really dedicated. She, she's really good at what she does. And I highly recommend. And now after the what, how, right? So walk us through the way you run your business and help people improve their English, please. Yeah, it's definitely been a process. I started, got started on social media. So that's where a lot of people found me through my YouTube channel. I started an Instagram account. 
and work to really kind of build those platforms, uh, get subscribers and, and followers on those platforms as well as on Facebook. Um, and then I think that every good business needs an email list. So I started early on with a freebie. So I created an ebook called 200 plus real Canadian phrases. And I still use this as a freebie now. Um, and basically what I do is I offer that to people who are interested in exchange for their email address. And then I'm able to let them know about my other programs. So about my podcast, about my YouTube channel, and eventually about my paid program, which is my membership site. And I also have a pronunciation course, which is separate from that. That's basically how I do it. I do it all online using all different types of software <laughs> platforms. And I run my website on WordPress and all my courses go inside there as well. Uh, so yeah, that's how I do it, I guess. <laughs> right. And it seems to be working fine. So this freebie thing you mentioned, is this that like a taste of your business? So you give them a, some kind of taste so they can yeah. assess whether or not it's for them? Yeah. In in the like online marketing world, you would call it a lead magnet, right? So it's all right. a way to get leads to eventually you know, you're offering something of value, something that's free uh, in exchange for the, the person's email. So you can, you know, tell them more about what you have. I also created a free course. So it's a five-day course where people learn how to learn English with a podcast. Since I have a podcast and there's so many different ways that you can use a transcript and an audio file to help with language study. You know this yourself since you study uh, languages. So with those kind of two main uh, free freebies or lead magnets, that's how I get the gears rolling and, and work on sales within my business. Because every business is selling something, right? And you need to find your customers. There's no problem with that as long as you're transparent about it and providing people with value, right? And you're it's just, it's just, it's only fair, I'd say. Absolutely. Some people will just consume all of my free content. They'll listen to my podcasts and go on YouTube and that. And then some people want to take it to the next level and they want to get serious. And so they opt in for my, my paid programming where they get more interaction with me specifically mm. and um, all of my premium courses. And uh, would you tell us, do you, would you, do you have any specific case in the specific student that you can think of that's been very successful using your courses or using your online content? Somebody who's been with you, for example, for a year, for maybe more than a year, anybody who's been really successful in doing that? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I have a group of students. We're all in our WhatsApp group together. Some of them have already made it to Canada and, you know, they're so happy that their English has improved through studying with me. And then, you know, new students join all the time and they're also really excited. Um, one student is spe specifically said to me, you know, I like that I get to learn about Canada while I'm learning English. It makes it fun. It doesn't feel like a chore. Mm, doesn't feel like a chore. So you're actually helping them find like a good reason or purpose for learning English or learning English with fun. Absolutely. With anything, it's you need the motivation to be there. And sometimes it's easier to be uh, motivated when you're enjoying what you're learning. So instead of just taking a boring, you know, grammar book and going through that, you can learn the grammar through context. You can learn everything through context and learn about something you're interested in. Because a lot of my Students love Canada. They're huge Canada fans. They love everything about the country. They think it's amazing. Uh, and I'm really happy to be able to share that with them. And you can clearly see, I can see it here and I can, through your voice and through your, the way you speak, 
that you're passionate about what you do. And that for me is key. That is crucial. Without that, I mean, I, I don't know, but you, you wouldn't be doing what you're doing for long. Exactly. And people, people can sense that. People can feel it coming from you. I know from experience, when people see this passion, see this spark, see this love for, for, for the language, for learning, for acquiring language, for example, that's what, you know, keeps them moving, keeps them going. And Absolutely. Nice. All right. Finally, we're going to a why, to the why. So it's a crucial question in our show, and that's the one responsible for the conception, for the creation of this podcast. So we want to learn the reason why right, you do what you do. I'd love for you to share with us the reason why you do what you do. In other words, what's the thing that keeps you motivated and passionate about your job? Yeah, I I love teaching. I love helping other people. Um, I truly believe that through English, people can transform their lives. You know, we're not all born in the same circumstances. And I've always known that I was really lucky to be born in Canada, to grow up there, to receive my education there. You know, I feel so incredibly lucky for that. And then if I get to help someone learn English so that they can give themselves and their kids that same opportunity, um, I find that very rewarding. I mean, my students work so hard and they give up so much. They have to save a lot of money to move to Canada. It's a huge thing. And to see them when they get there is just incredibly rewarding for me. That is an amazing answer. (laughs) (laughs) What can I say? What can I add to that? That's that's, uh, very rewarding. I think that's the best word to describe that. Teachers are given a privilege to share knowledge with other people um, is a is a huge privilege. And we can all remember teachers in our lives that have made an impact, that have taken a subject that we hated and made it fun. And I know that a lot of people struggle with English. It's something that they know they need to be good at. You know, a lot of students will have these negative self-beliefs about their abilities with language and helping them break through that and see that like, yeah, you can learn it. You can do this. You can change your life um, by learning this language. I mean, it's awesome. It's I'm so lucky to get to be able to help people do that. I couldn't agree more with you. I mean, uh, I share the same kind of uh, view yeah. as a teacher myself. We know how it feels like when somebody comes to you and says that they, they passed a test or they were approved, or they got into college, I don't know, or they, they were they got a new job through English or using English or after months or years studying English, for example. It's um, really fun. And I, I love connecting with people all over the world. That's another fun part is I've met people that I never would have met otherwise. Um, and that's also really special, I think. Amazing. Amazing. Well, that's that. Let's call it a day. Let's call it a day. That's it okay. for today. Pretty much wrapping up here. I think I, we learned a lot from you. I love the job you do. Well, of course you do it as well. So two teachers. <laughs> I mean, not only not only like the the act the, the act of teaching, but all the other things you've been doing around it, revolving around teaching and creating this community, creating this environment that is um, really favorable for people. I like help people engage in different ways and 
really love the journey, like the process, not only the destination, but really enjoy the process. That's what I'm referring to. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it can be fun if you make it fun and it's it'll all pay off in the end. So hard work, especially when learning a language always pays off. But um, yeah, thanks for having me, me on. It was great to be your guest. And I look forward to listening to this podcast in the future. It sounds like a really great concept. So thank you. Absolutely. So guys, thank you very much for listening. And my guest has been Dana Clemenson. She's a Canadian teacher who helps people learn English in a different way and love the journey. That's what we learned today from her. You can find her on YouTube, Instagram, and podcast platforms such as Spotify, Apple Cast, etc. Check this episode's bio for more info. Thanks for being with us, Dana, and best of luck with your business. Thank you. I hope you were inspired by our guests. What? how, and especially the why. I know I was inspired by it. Hopefully, this conversation has helped you get to your why or confirm the one you've already found for yourself. If you like the show, please share it with friends and people who you believe are looking to find their why. Until next time, and bye for now.